Hey, bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired. I'm your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa. Today, I have the fabulous, the wonderful Victoria Finch, otherwise known as the Heart Healer. Victoria is a two-time international best-selling author, mentor, and life coach out of Indianapolis, Indiana, who specializes in inner child healing and PTSD release. She is a woman of many accomplishments, and I am so honored to have her on the show today. Victoria, welcome. It's so nice to have you. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. It's so nice to be here with you. I love the hype. <laughs> it's always a good, yeah, my grandpa used to say it's always a good day when you're on this side. It's being six foot under, so it's a good day. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> it is a good day to be on top, on top of the world, literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so funny. All right, so I want to give a big shout out. Before we begin and dive in, uh, let's give a big shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, the Freshworks of Port Richmond. I know you've heard me talk about it, but I got to talk about it. Girlfriends, if you are in the Philly area or traveling through Philly, you have to check this place out. It's located in the Port Richmond section of Philadelphia, otherwise known as the River Wards area in Philadelphia. If you're craving an authentic Philly vibe, you got to try their mouth-watering cheesesteaks and hoagies made on their freshly baked bread. Their wing sauce is to die for. And if you haven't tried the stash yet, trust me, it's a game changer in the sandwich world. So check them out again. The Freshworks support Richmond. Their info will be at the bottom of this week's episode description for you to check them out. So, all right, there we go. I want to dive in. Um, I really love this topic, you know, uh, seeking approval. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've been, I, well, I want to ask you, why do you feel, um, that women, or people struggle with seeking approval from others? I mean, I've done it. I sometimes still do, and I'm going to keep it real. Uh, but why do you think having others approval is something that as humans and especially sometimes as women is searched for so desperately? It's in our DNA. We as a people, we as human beings, we are, we are herders. We had to stay with the tribe because if we didn't stay with the tribe, we were going to get kicked out, right? And if you got kicked out, you're probably going to get killed by a tiger or a mammoth or something. And so the approval of the community became paramount to our survival. And this is something that has stuck with us as human beings throughout the millennium. Yeah, I can totally resonate with that. I mean, it's for me, you know, having to take next level steps and really get myself out of that needing others approval, it was really hard. And I feel like, you know, like what you said, it's ingrained in us. So there's always going to be moments in our life, you know, it's not like I've reached the top and now nothing will ever bother me ever again. I feel like that's so not true. Like we're always peeling back another layer to things that we're accomplishing and doing in life. And there's always going to be those like, you know, framework beliefs that we've had 
that come back to haunt us. And it's like, you know, what do we do when we're in that situation? You know, I myself, I have my own steps. I know you have steps we'll talk about in a moment, but I wanted to ask you too, has this ever been a struggle in your personal life? And, you know, was there a moment when you were like, you know what, I need to just start doing things for me? You know, like what was your first steps? Yeah, that's actually the story of my life, if you will. I grew up the youngest of six children. We had a very small home. I had three brothers who were older because I'm the youngest. And then I had two sisters. And when I grew up, I didn't have a bed or a space or a place or anything of my own, really. It was whoever would take me. And when I was about two years old, I was asked to leave my parents' room to go to my sister's room who told me to get out. And then I went to my brother's room who told me to get out here. I mean, imagine, toddler, you're a mom. Imagine this two-year-old child is like, nobody wants me. Nobody. And so I went and I sat by my parents' door. And that little girl sat by her parents' door for 50 years. I wanted to do anything and everything to please because I wanted to be wanted. I wanted to feel like I was worth something. And that was my first moment of feeling unloved. And I, the thing is, is I grew up in a very loving family. I just happened to be the last one. It wasn't like they didn't love me. They just, you know, kids are kids. They want to go out and play and they don't want to drag the baby with them. So I spent most of my life seeking approval outside validation. Being afraid to take that leap getting in relationships with men who didn't want to commit to me because who would want me. So yeah, I, yes. <laughs> I totally resonate with that. And you know, I wanted to ask you too, because I know from my own journey, I I feel like I, you know, from a child, it's like you always want that approval. You always want that permission, right? Permission was a big thing for me. And I think that goes, it's like a, a goes along with approval, seeking approval. Um, but I found as I entered into a, adulthood from years and years of, of people pleasing and, and trying to seek approval from everyone else, I lost who I was in the process. Was that your story as well? Oh, absolutely. Because you become everything everybody wants you to become. You know, you just, you just want to start to mold yourself. And there's a phenomenon called code switching, right? Where people will act one way in one situation and be totally different in another. And the reason is for that they can belong. So somebody would want to have them around. And really what we're doing is we're seeking outside validation. And during this whole time, we're not realizing that the only true validation and true love has to come from within. It has to. Yeah. So I know you have this uh, five-step approach to seeking approval from within and getting out of your own way. I would love for you to touch on that because I think that would be really um, a take-home for a lot of li women listening who who are probably like, yeah, like this is me. I've lived my whole life trying to please other people. And I'm like at this crossroad where I'm like, don't know what's for me. Don't know who I am want to show up, but really don't know how. So, you know, let's tap in. Let's dive into this. Sure, sure. Number one is just that awareness. Just knowing, hey, you know, where am I? Who am I? And I know as a mother and as a wife at one time, I lost total identity. 
and even to this day, there are people who call me Cameron's mom. It's like they don't know my name. And I think as women, we do that. We totally lose who we are in order to fit the roles that society tells us that we need to be fitting into. So one of the things is awareness. You know that there's something wrong. You know you don't, you feel some kind of way. You got to drink a bottle of wine just to get yourself calmed down. You find yourself crying. You're just aware something is lost. Something is gone. There's a piece of me that I can't find. And it doesn't have to be someone who's experienced trauma. I, I work with people who are very happy, you know? And you, are, do you find yourself putting on a fake smile, a fake mask? Do you forget to put on your oxygen mask first, which is another step? Got to be aware. You have to understand that you matter, that you have to take care of you. And there's a saying that I grew up with that if mommy ain't happy, nobody's happy. So you have to, you have to make yourself happy. And also, who are you listening to? What are the voices inside of you saying? Because studies have shown that we have some 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day, a day. Most of those, 95% are from the day before. And of those 95%, I'm sorry, of those 90%, 85% of those are negative. Whose thoughts are they really? Is it the, the parent who told you to be quiet? Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Is it the one that broke your heart? Whose voices are you listening to? So we've got to learn to pay attention to what we're saying to ourselves. So there's a whole lot to this awareness piece. And then the second thing is self-forgiveness. You have to forgive yourself for things you've said, things you've done, understand you are not perfect and that you're imperfectly perfect and just forgive yourself. And so many people are like, well, just let that go. Well, it's not quite that easy. Until you can forgive yourself, you're not going to let go of anything. So self-forgiveness is really, and I mentioned who's speaking. The next thing is serve. Go serve. If you really want to be happy, don't serve till you're overwhelmed with serving, but serve. Because when you're able to do something for others, it does fulfill you on the inside, but not to the point to where you're pouring, which is another, don't pour from your cup or from your saucer. So don't serve to the point to where your, your sauce, your cup is full and you're just trying to keep jamming things in it. Serve from your, pour from your saucer, serve from your saucer and not your cup. So it's something else you want to do. Also, who are you around? Be around those people who are uplifting you. Recognize those people that are toxic. Learn to love from afar. It doesn't mean that you never speak to someone again. Doesn't mean that you write them off. In some cases, I mean, I've worked with people who have extreme, who has suffered extreme childhood trauma. And it is best that they leave that parent and not because it's not good for their mental health. Look out for your mental health. It's another step. What are you feeling? Pay attention. Pay attention to what's happening with your body. Because I can tell you, wherever you feel it, some people will feel tension in their shoulders, some in their stomach, some will feel it in their head. What are you feeling? How do, how do, 
it affect you physically? So Victoria, that's great, but how, what do I have to do? How can I do it? How, what do I, how do I change all of this, right? You become aware. You start to serve. You forgive yourself. You seek help when you need to seek help. Know that it's okay to be okay. Start to self-care. Some of it's just basic. Take care of you first. Pour from your saucer uh, and not your cup. You want to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people who are going to uplift you instead of put down. Yeah. Yeah, I love those. I love all of those. I think the one that really stands out for me, and I think for a lot of women and can kind of get them stuck in is in that, um, you know, the awareness. And then the second one that comes, it's like a lot of times we're not aware, right? Like we don't even realize that we're living this life where we're unhappy. We just keep going on with our day. And then it, you know, getting on with every day. Like I know from my personal experience, it felt like I was just surviving each day. Waking up, I'm like, I just got to get through this day. Got to get through the next day. Got to get through the next day. Instead of feeling like I'm thriving, you know, like in my joy, doing what I love. And I started to become aware. And I'm like, wait a minute, like this is not, I feel like this is not normal. I see this person doing this, like they're, everyone around me is doing great things. And I'm like, just trying to get through the day, <laughs> you know? So it's like, once you have that awareness and it starts to snowball and you realize all of these things in your life that are, you know, you're like, oh, this is happening to me. This is happening to me. This is happening to me. I did this. I did this. I did this was wrong. It can really build up. So having that self-compassion, I think, was what you mentioned, the second step. The forgiveness. Yeah. For me, that was such a, a big thing because once I was aware of everything that was going on in my life and where all those things were coming from, I'm like, I shouldn't allow myself to do that. I shouldn't have got caught up in that. Why did I let that take me down this road? I was so hard on myself and I realized I needed to let go of all those things. And I think the most important thing in that is you can go back once you've gone through those five steps, I think it's important to go through them. After that, go back because you'll realize all of those moments that you needed to self-forgive yourself, you can rewrite your story. There's so much power there to all of those situations. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, absolutely. You can rewrite your story. Your past is there to refine you. It does not define you, according to J.B. Owens. And we can sit back and understand that everything that we've gone through is, I say, a lesson or a blessing. It's one or the other. There is no failures. There's only feedback, right? But what could I have done different? How could I have done it differently? Next time I will do it. It also... This is a big one, is understanding that it's okay not to be okay. I had a client recently that she had children who were doing well in school. She'd been married to her high school sweetheart. She had a you know, pretty decent job, but she was unhappy. And she felt guilty for being unhappy. And that's a big thing, too, especially, I think, as women, we carry guilt, uh, especially around motherhood. I, I'm working, so I didn't get to do this with my child, or I didn't do that with our, with my child, or whatever. And yeah, all, my, all of my children were in sports. And there was a time or two when I got that call, hey, mom, are you coming to get me? Oh, yeah, I've been there. I'm like, oh, you have practice today? Oh, my God, get in the car. 
These are things we have to forgive ourselves for. And so in working with her, she understood how she got to where she was. It was how she was brought up. And very culture, in her culture, women did this and it was a big family and it was just a lot. And she's like, well, who, who am I to complain? What you feel, you feel. No one has the right to tell you it's wrong. What are you going to do with what you feel? That's when you can get yourself in trouble. You know, if you're angry and you go punching holes in the wall, that's a problem, right? <laughs> but if you're angry, and that's part of the work I do is with the uh, emotional freedom techniques and cognitive behavior, I have lots of modalities. But one of the things is the first thing we do is we recognize it. We, we say, yes, that, you know, this does hurt me. And we acknowledge that. And if you don't acknowledge those things that hurt you, or that bother you, you will start to bleed on people who did not cut you. That's a fact because what we resist persists. So we'll take that and say, yeah, I got a headache today. Yes, I yelled at my kid and I shouldn't have. However, I deeply and completely love myself because now we've got to bring in that positivity behind. Yes, I acknowledged it and now, but it's okay. It's okay. And I think as, as a mom, we tend to be very hard on ourselves. And I talked to, to mothers a lot and I said, you know, if that's the worst thing you do, I think you and your child will be fine. <laughs> and you got to just yeah. got to forgive yourself. Yeah. You know, I think for me, it, it was a scary thing stepping into motherhood. Like being becoming a mom was like my first, uh, you know, I would my I call it my holy shit moment when I had my daughter because it was like the first time I followed through with something in my life. I really didn't have a choice because she was coming whether I wanted to or not. But when she came out, I was like, well, I did it. Like for the first time in my life, I did something. But then I was like, holy shit. Now I have this human I have to take care of. And I knew like from a kid, you know, it was the things that I, it wasn't the things that were told to me that I really took home, you know, hit home. It was who those people were to me. So now it was my responsibility. I'm like, oh my gosh, like who am I? Who am I that she's going to be observing? I'm doing her a disservice by not getting up off my ass and doing the things that I want to be doing with my life. More importantly, being the woman that I want to be, you know? Yes. So it was like stepping in into that, not just, you know, as, as a woman, but as a mom, it was all new and unknown and it's completely scary. So I totally resonate with, you know, second guessing yourself and, and, you know, not knowing what to do because it was like everything that I was taught, I'm like, okay, some of these things, maybe a lot of these things is is maybe not what not what not to do. Not practical. That's what I did, right? Because they're all different. You gotta find your own way, which is why I love that you touched on, you know, the support, finding communities of women that will support you in that journey or getting that help that you need from a professional that can help you along that journey so you don't feel alone. So you don't constantly second guess yourself and realize that really at the end of the day, nobody's perfect. That's like, right. And, and also realizing that the world really doesn't revolve around you. So a lot of times it's kind of like if you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off, right? And now you're all upset and you've got this thing going on. You're calling them everything but a child of God, right? Because you're angry. They're going on about their business. One, they probably didn't even know they do, did it. Two, who knows what they're rushing off to? Never know. You never know. So 
part of this too is understanding to reframe things. I spent years thinking I wasn't loved and I had to do things to please people to the point to where I was molested as a child because I was told I won't like you if you don't do these things, right? And so I had to learn that I don't need to to please people. And that's one of the hardest lessons is that it's not always about me. That was about that person being just an evil person, right? The narcissist, that's their their junk. And you just happen to be the one that's that's there that's taking the brunt of it. And recognizing that, hey, this probably has nothing to do with me. That was a like a for me. Me too. That was like such a revelation in my life with, you know, relationships that I have with people, realizing that someone can hold a title in your life, whether it's they're your parent grandparent, whoever they may be. But at the end of the day, they're, they're human too. They're, they have their own bag of stuff that they're trying to just, you know, try to heal, or maybe they're choosing not to heal it. I don't know. But, you know, I gave myself not only the compassion, but I was able, once I started giving myself compassion, I was able to give it more freely to other people who have hurt me because I realized, you know what, they're just trying, they're just doing the best that they can with what they got going on and who they are and nobody's perfect. And I, I was able to release so much from that revelation. And that frees you. We hear it time and time and time. Forgiveness is not for the person. It's for you. And it absolutely is true. It is for you. And you said something. I just want to catch you. It's, it's the, it's the inner child healer in me, the heart healer in me. You said telling your story. And these are the things that, we want to be conscious of, and I know you've done great and you've done a lot of healing, but you had said, I had this baby and I had finally finished something in my life. I would argue there was a lot of things you finished in your life. So as we're saying these things, the answer I find is always in the stories we tell. They're always in the story that we tell. And I, I know you, I don't feel you feel that way now necessarily. But the point is, is that as we're talking, as we're sharing, watch what we're saying, our words, because we are listening. Yep. Yep. I, I love that you brought that up because it, it really was just, it was at that moment in time, you know, I had went to nursing school straight out of high school, didn't follow through with that. And I thought maybe I'll be a psychologist and follow through with that. Then I'm, I'm like, maybe I'll be a police officer for the city of Philadelphia. Thank God I didn't follow through with that. No offense to any Philly police officer. I fully support you, but I'm not trying to be that. Um, but, you know, so many things that I try to do and didn't follow through with them. In reality, the biggest lesson, the biggest takeaway that I, and the biggest, uh, you know, gem of empowerment that I got from all of that was, you know, at one point that I labeled all of them as failures, really it was just, I wasn't in alignment with what was for me. I was trying to live my life to seek approval from everybody else. And, you know, I'm grateful for everything that I've learned. I've ha I have connections with girls I still went to nursing school with. So, you know, it's, it's really nice to see, but the, there was a point where I thought, you know, all those things were just failures. And it goes back to what I said of when you follow through with those five steps that you mentioned, Go back to that compassion, that forgiveness, and look at your past, and you'll realize there's so much there for you that you didn't take away. And, you know, being able to take those things away, it really does empower you. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And really the true power comes from you. It comes from within you. Where we spend a lot of time seeking it from, from other people. And what I have learned in my journey is that people do not let me down. It's my expectation of them that lets me down. How many times do we say, I would never do that. I would never say that. How could they? That's because you have that expectation of them. They may not be capable of the same empathy that you are. They may not even be capable to love as deeply as you can. They may not be able to. And yet you have these high expectations. And once I got that, that's when my life changed. Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer said, um, be open to everything and attached to nothing. Mm. So powerful. I love that. Thank you so much for that. I, th- I know this will be a huge takeaway for a lot of people listening. I want to actually shine a light because today, other than getting out of our own way, seeking approval from within, um, today is also World Smile Day. So I wanted to talk, I, I wanted to talk, um, I wanted to give a little history. So as well known by now throughout the world, Harvey Ball, a commercial artist uh, from Worcester, Massachusetts, he created the smiley face in 1963, that yellow smiley face. Now this is not, you know, I know we've all seen the movie Forrest Gump where he's running and he wipes his face with the t-shirt and then you see that's how the file, the smiley face was created. That was not true, ladies Ladies, did not happen. Um, this man, Harvey Ball, created the smiley face. The image went on to become the most recognizable symbol of goodwill and good cheer on the planet. But as the years passed, he uh, Harvey became concerned about the over-commercialization of his symbol and how its original meaning kind of got lost and was being used for other, you know, um, agendas. So out of that concern came his idea for World Smile Day. And he thought that we, all of us, should devote one day each year to smiles, act of kindness throughout the world. And the smiley face knows no politics, no geography, no religion. Harvey's idea was that for at least one day each year, neither should we. Just focus on smiling, making someone smile, finding a smile. And um, I think he started this in 1999 and it's continued every year. And they hold a big thing in his hometown in Worcester, Massachusetts. So if you're in that area listening, I'd love to hear what goes on. Feel free to um, message me in this week's description on Instagram. But I wanted to maybe share a story if you have a story, a share of act of kindness or a moment when someone did something for you that put a smile on your face. If you can't think of anything, maybe there was a time you did something that put a smile on someone's face. I got stories. (laughs) (laughs) I am never without a story. <laughs> As a public speaker, we always have stories. Um, back in, I'm not even sure what year it was. I'm not sure what year it was. I was a single mother, and there were times when I just could not even keep my electricity open uh, on, and my lights were off. And I do remember it was in April, and I'm in Indiana. You're in Philly, and Indiana gets cold as well. And I couldn't get, keep my lights on. And it was about Mother's Day was rolling around. And my neighbor next door realized that we didn't have electricity. 
So she invited me and the children to stay with her. Now, this was a, a wonderful Jewish woman who uh, didn't even like children, but she loved my kids. She didn't have any. She invited us, as I, and I felt really, really low during that time, not being able to, to provide for my children. And Mother's Day roll around, and I'm feeling like the worst mother in the world. I'm trying to start uh, this business, get it off the ground. And she gives me this little teacup. And as she gives me this teacup, she says to me, Victoria, you are a good mother, and I believe in you. And that really made me smile. I went from wanting to hide my face in shame and not face my children on Mother's Day to it being such a beautiful moment. And it made and my children, they thought it was fun staying at Tanta Ann's. They didn't even... Oh, I, I love staying at Tante Anne's, right? And I'm sitting here trying to hide in the in the bench. <laughs> so that definitely is one of my smile moments. Oh, I love that. You know, I and as I brought, I'm the one who brought up this scenario, this uh, topic, and I didn't even think of a of a story off the top of my head. But um, I what I will say is, um, and this is something I did want to bring up because it. It is something that we uh, talk about all the time um, on Clubhouse. For those of you who don't know, Clubhouse is a social audio app. Uh, there is a club called the Appreciation Table. And our saying, our, our logo is share a smile today. And I was, uh, this was probably two years ago. And I was at a point in my life where you know, I was healing, I was growing, I was ready to step in and make some next level moves for myself, you know, but I had my doubts. I had my second guesses. I needed to, you know, get out of my own way and being able to be surrounded by people who are constantly in the energy of joy, being able to share a smile, even on days when you're not able to share a smile, you can receive a smile and you're still in that energy. You know, that, that group, those women in that group, and there are some men in there as well, but for the most part, it is majority women. Um, they have really elevated me to step in. They've inspired me with their stories, with their smiles, to be a better woman, a better mom, a better friend, a better wife in so many different ways. So I wanted to definitely shout them out. Um, Casey Rapetti, she's a dear friend of mine. She's the leader of the club. And we show up every day, um, 10 a.m. Eastern, um, on Clubhouse and just share a smile. And, you know, we laugh, we cry, we do all the things. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, even on the days when you can't smile, just being in that energy really enables you to find a smile within your day. And it really, for me, it brings it back to gratitude, you know, and I think that's, uh, it goes with those five steps that you were talking about. You know, when you're able to look back at your story Self-compassion really helped me tap into gratitude and to look back at my past self and find all the things that I was discrediting and find the gratitude in that. And that's what really um, I attribute a lot of my growth to that, being able to tap into the energy of self-compassion, love, gratitude, all those wonderful things. So there you have it. There's my story as well. So if you're on Clubhouse, check us out. <laughs> Check out Clubhouse. When you are in a energy uh, frequency of gratitude and love, it is the highest of frequencies that we can have as human beings. And 
there are machines that can actually measure the energy signature that you're putting out. And it spreads out to about three meters, which is almost 10 feet. You can actually see, you know how some people, they they call it auras or whatever you want to call it, right? People kind of can see energy. Um, it's, it's, it's a real thing. Science has proven that it's a real thing that you can actually see the energy signature when someone is in a, a state of love and a state of gratitude. It's, it's beautiful. And, and gratitude is really important. And one thing, you know, sometimes you had mentioned sometimes when you don't feel like smiling or, or don't smile, one thing you can do is change your physiology. You know, sit up straight, roll those shoulders back. It will be an instant mood lifter. Just changing your physiology. If I, if you put your head down and you start talking, your voice will lower. It will slow down. If you sit up straight and roll your shoulders back and change that physiology, it will change your mood. Another thing, your body doesn't know the difference between sometimes between a real smile and a no smile. So just lift those lips up, you know, per, go up and you would be surprised before you know it. He will be in, in a better mood. So those are two minor tricks that you can do. And find two or three things here, the third one, find two or three things you're grateful for, and you'll see an instant boost in your mood. I love that. I love that. Well, there you have it, ladies, the wonderful Victoria Finch. Victoria, let everyone know where they can find you. I'm going to pop your links um, in the in the description for this week's episode. But if you have anything going on that you would like to promote, please let us know. Yeah. So for not only am I'm a certified inner child healer and master hypnotherapist, among other modalities, I do help with that inner work on the on a deep level. So that's one thing I do. But I also own Avalon Executive Assistance. So sometimes when we are in uh situations, our trauma or our negative thoughts can also go into our business. It can stop you from singing that song, from starting that business. And in Avalon Executive Assistance, we're dedicated to helping people start and grow those businesses. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can go to Just Ask Victoria. That would be info at justaskvictoria.com. You can also find me across the social media channels at justaskvictoria.com. The only difference is um, on Instagram, because I got hacked, it's an it's an underscore, but I'm pretty easy to find under just ask. You can even Google just ask Victoria. You can find me. <laughs> there you go. Just ask Victoria, the wonderful Victoria Finch. Thank you so much. Get out there, ladies. Get out of your own way. Share a smile. And until next time, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired. Stay inspired.